Hey guys, this episode of The Secret Podcast is pretty image heavy. So we made a video version, we put it on YouTube. You can find it at youtube.com slash C slash The Secret Treasure Hunt, or there's a link in the uh, description below. Enjoy. It's a weird one <clears throat> is that uh, at any time you address uh, Bradley, you have to call him sire. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. We have to do it too. Okay. Don't feel, you know, like we're picking. Yeah. I don't picking, understand. I don't it. get it. I don't get it. <laughs> we do it anyway. You know, that's just how it, it's All weird. Right. Very good. I'm just going to take some lipstick and mark that over his picture. Okay, here, perfect. Son. There yes. you go. Don't forget. <laughs> Don't forget that. <laughs> you don't have to use it when you're speaking about me in third person, though. That's that's for mm. And wait, oh. wait, how do I speak about you in third person? I... <laughs> well, he'll do it. He does it a lot. Oh, okay. So he, he you it. just follow his lead, right? Yeah. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Are we ready? Yes. I don't have anything planned. Oh, Bradley's got his lipstick going on. He mentioned okay. lipsticks, and I was like, hey, you know what? Nobody I'm told me we were going to need lipstick. Yeah, now I'm dudes, like, what, <laughs> what is this? It's a melon medley. Ooh. It's, Ooh. it's pretty tasty. Yeah, that's... Does it taste like, I always, everything that you get with me, that's that's melon, I always expect to taste like old watermelon bubble yum. Mm. Kind of. My face. Nice. Kind of, yeah. yeah stuff it's, and, and it's Blistex, so it's actually good quality stuff. No. Yeah. Actually works. Uh, all right. Uh, welcome to the secret podcast. Uh, we're here today. It's me, George, Brett, um, Bradley, the sire, apparently, and uh, Stephen Poff. <laughs> Stephen Poff is a friend of mine uh, who's he's been down to St. Augustine several times. Uh, we worked on New Orleans a little bit together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're going to talk about um, some special thoughts and some ideas that we've had uh, about St. Augustine because we've been, you know, pretty in depth into this one. Uh, yeah, I've got a lot of thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Steven, can you tell us uh, really quickly how you got into the hunt? Uh, actually, uh, my friend Travis Schuler, um, who I'm sure you guys know, you, you know, you've probably seen him in the um, in the Facebook groups uh, plenty, but he works on New Orleans uh, and he was doing a dig over there and invited me to the dig and had a ton of fun. And at that point, um, I was hooked. I think about a couple of weeks later, I was in St. Augustine, uh, just had a spur of the moment decided I knew where it was and, um, and came down and obviously I don't have a cast. So I didn't know where it was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was, that's you all don't I have a cast way yet. So right. we thought this was a cask revealing guys. This is over. Let's end this right now. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Sorry. Dude. Sorry. Next. <laughs> no, no, stay, stay. Um, so cool. So, and by the way, when, when was Cut this? That. <laughs> when did, when were you in St. Augustine? Oh, shoot. That would have been years ago, right? I feel like it was about three years ago. It was short. It was probably within the first year of the um, uh, the Expedition Unknown. Cool. Uh, the first time it came out. It was about, it was within that year. Yeah. Travis is a great dude, too. I really he hope he gets some headway in New Orleans for his he's, sanity. He's super knowledgeable <laughs> and yeah. he is, has a wealth of knowledge on a few laptops that are at his house right now. He, he posted pictures of like the leg eater lamp, but there were candelabras and it looked like they were on his 
like fireplace. I think yeah, he got, I think, that, I think that might be the I case. He, he just got, got a new house. He, I think, but I think he bought like leg eater from Montreal candelabras. Like they were super awesome looking candles. Go check that out. Really yeah. He didn't send that to me. Candelabras are awesome. I know, I've, anyway. I've got an important question uh, and I can okay. tell by your background that Steven, you're going to be um, a subject matter expert. Is it at, at or at, at? I mean, I always call it an at, at, but I think technically it's probably at, at, you know, but it's oh, kind of like the, you know, the ATSTs, you call them chicken walkers. I don't think that they have chickens and, you know, <laughs> on indoor, but, uh, there's definitely chicken walkers on indoor. There you go. That's all I wanted to know, guys. Uh, the rest is up to you two. <laughs> oh, oh fun. Fun. This is how the podcast works. It's just a, it's the bullshit conversation that we added <laughs> together to sound like we know what we're right. talking about. This is, this is going to come out sounding so like let, super pro. Let's talk St. Augustine out of all. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's talk St. Augustine. All the times, all the times you've been to St. Augustine with me, I don't think we've, I don't think we've been to the Fountain of Youth, right? You've never really been a Fountain of Youth guy. Well, I mean, well, funny enough, I go every time uh, that I've been up Do there. You? Yeah. Um, well, the, the first time I went, I didn't go, uh, technically I didn't go to um, the Fountain of Youth, but I was all around it. I definitely did, um, you know, go to Magnolia. Um, I had obviously, you know, the first thing you want to do is go to water street, right. And look across the street at, you know, fountain of youth. So I did that. Um, but yeah, I've never been, uh, I feel like no one else has found it there and it's been dug up plenty that, uh, I had other thoughts and I wanted to explore those. So yeah, every time I've been, I've, I've generally, you know, gone on the Island. Yeah. And I think we kind of, I don't think either of us, when we realized that we were both looking in basically the same place, I don't think either of us realized that we were both basically in the same place. No. Right? No. Um, which which was fun because like I I was all alone in my search for the longest time in this one little place. Yeah. And then suddenly, oh, somebody else is here. Nice. Well, I was are a little we, scared too. Yeah, because the think, auditorium. Yeah. It's right. amphitheater. The amphitheater, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think that that was the thing that you, you actually, I, I was on my way down, um, and had, uh, messaged you and you kind of gave me a hint that you were in that area. I was like, Oh man, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, I've been digging one. there for like, a, I've been, been digging there for like a year. It's right. crazy. Cause it, and it, it's a weird place because there's not much verse stuff there, right? There's just not a whole lot. All of the good verse stuff is at the fountain of youth. But the image stuff that's there is crazy. It's like incredible. It's, there's nothing. There's nothing at the Fountain of Youth that matches. Everything that matches is in that one little park. Yeah. On the island. Yeah. So how initially? How did you? How did you interpret the whole of the the Saint Augustine puzzle to get you to that spot? Well, I mean, oddly enough, I mean, even though you're you're saying that it doesn't match up as much with the uh, verse. Um, like I, the thing that I kept coming back around to was the whole uh, silver salt um, uh, limestone shell and limestone because the more I kept thinking about that um, that section, mm-hmm. I kept going like, what do these things have in common? Like I know that everybody kind of talks about coquina, right? But like the silver, you know, silver salt part, right? And I thought, oh well, like all of those things are things you get out of the ground. All of those things are things that you would quarry out, right? Where there's really only one one place where that takes place. Well, w- one is that the amphitheater is the old quarry, right? 
Um, right. and the, the Lake Notina, uh, I don't know if anybody knows that that's what it's called, but it's called Lake Notina. Um, that's at the amphitheater is, um, is the old quarry. And then the actual quarry that you can kind of enter in from like right there at the entrance of the state park, um, which by the way, has a green picket fence and above it. And you have to enter through, um, bending branches to get to the quarry. Um, that was where I first, I was like, okay, well, this is the quarry. These are all the things that, that go along. And at that point I realized as I started going in there, um, that there's a trail that leads directly. Like if you just go into the quarry and you just keep walking, uh, there's a trail that goes and it leads directly into the amphitheater and directly into that garden, um, in the backstage of the amphitheater. Um, and then that's where I started going like, Oh my God. Like once I got in there, I was like, there's a whole boatload of, you know, things in here that, that actually do kind of make sense. So let's uh, let's give people a little bit of an idea of what we're talking about, because this is this is an area not many people um, even really if you live in St. Augustine, you don't really know about it unless you you're old. If you're old, you know about the amphitheater, you know about Coquina Gardens, but past like 1986 or whatever, you don't know anything about this area. Um, So the state of Florida used to have a state play. It was called The Cross and the Sword. It was uh, written, I think, like 1965-ish. Uh, it was written by Paul Green. Mm-hmm. It's the same guy that did um, The uh, Lost Colony in Roanoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and St. Augustine held this play in the same way that The Lost Colonies held in Roanoke. They, they built a, a large amphitheater with a park around it, and they did this play every day during the summer um, in the same way it's done. It, like, we're going to go back to this a lot. In the same way it's done in Roanoke. Um, then, you know, later like interest in the, in the play sort of started to wane. And I think in the nineties, like the early nineties, um, I'm sure Steven knows exactly when this was, um, it was basically shut down and, and turned over to, it was like, uh, the entire, the entire park was demolished. The amphitheater was demolished. It was, it was rebuilt. It was essentially sold over to the city and now they use it for concerts. But back in back in the 80s, it was a major tourist attraction. Um, it was where you go to see the state play, the cross and the sword. And the cross and the sword is about sort of the the, the is it Ponce de Leon coming over. Or is it a Menendez? I'm pretty sure it's about Menendez, Menendez. and his interactions with the with the Timucuan Indians. Yeah. So we see a lot of parallels between this this um, this park, this location and Fort Raleigh in in uh, Roanoke. Um, there's a whole lot of parallels, but like I said, now, since, since it was demolished, the gardens were, were no longer kept up. They're, they're essentially, they're overgrown. They're just basically a forest. If you didn't, there's paths and things in the back, but if you didn't know they were there, you would never be able to find them. Um, and Steven's right. If you start at the, uh, Anastasia state park, there's a trail that leads right to the entrance of them. So it's a, it's a super interesting place. It is. And then if, if you start, you know, there's things that, you know, look, it could be confirmation bias because I think there's, you know, it's plenty with all of this is, you know, you can start going like, oh, well, this would be this and this would be that. But I mean, I think that that's how a lot of, you know, the three caskets have been found. Like, you know, you could confirmation bias yourself all into it until you get to the actual place and then you go, oh, no, this does actually make sense. This could be that. This yeah. could be that. But, you know, there are certain lines like, first of all, one of the things that, 
is interesting. Um, Laura Olson, um, who um, is now, she's also looking for the cask there in Florida, but she was actually part of the play. And she, I reached out to her uh, early on and was like, I'd kind of found her through um, one of the Facebook groups for Cross and Sword. And uh, she told me um, that that play, you know, started at dusk. That was like part of the deal. Right. And, and I was like, Oh, well, there's so much of this verse that's about light and dark night and day. Right. And so I started thinking about like, whenever you take that trail, the trail actually leads directly to backstage. It leads right there to where you would have seen stars moving by day, right? Because they're getting ready for the play. Right. And in that same area, when it turned night, they would be on stage. But the thing that you would see moving back and forth uh, because of the play was the the ship, the sails. They had a, yeah. a, a ship. Um, matter of fact, I have a picture of it here. Um, there's a ship. Um, it was built on railroad tracks behind the stage. Yeah. And they would. They would and they would roll it. They would exactly push it back and like forth. Lost Colony. Exactly so, like Lost Colony. Right. right. So there's your sail. So not only would you see the, you would see the stars of the play by day, but you would also see this right here, this, um, this boat that they would just basically keep pushing back and forth, you know, behind the stage. Um, people didn't ride on it. From my understanding, uh, Laura says that nobody got on it or did anything. They just basically pushed it back and forth. It was just a prop. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, once you get things like that, then you're like, oh, well, that whole stars by day, sails by night thing makes a whole lot more sense. You know, yeah, it could very possibly be at, at Fountain of Youth because that makes a whole lot of sense as well. But if it's not at Fountain of Youth it's, and it's at the amphitheater, then this also works to me really well. Really well. So the bad thing about the amphitheater now is once it started getting a little run down, there was a lot of theft. Um, some of the signs were stolen. The The whole place was ripped up. Um, we know that there were walking paths starting at the um, Anastasia State Park. We know that there were walking paths and along the way there were signs that explained what you were seeing. Most of those are gone now. Um, in fact, most of the things that we're going to refer to that are that you you know could have been represented in the verse they're not there anymore um i know as soon as you as soon as you start walking down the trail there's a sign that explains to you um what the what the different trees are that you're seeing and they mm -hmm. they specifically call out the tall tree which they use a i think it's a redwood um some sort of redwood tree that they specifically call out as a tall tree there's a lot of little things in this park and they're just not here anymore and no one can find them. We've, we've talked to, or at least I know I have Steven, you've probably talked to groundskeepers too, where they found a couple of signs, but can't find all of them. Can't find most of them. Yeah. I, as, as far as the, uh, the labels on the trees and things like that, I don't have any documentation on that. I do have documentation on, um, some other things like, for instance, when you, when you go into the park, um, there is a, so we can pull this up very quick. Um, so why he's pulling uh, there that is, up? Th there's a monument that's out there. I'll tell you what, we'll just go to the VR player. I'm, well, first of all, there's this, right? Huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, 
Oh, and I'm just second. That thing on the left is there? That blue? Yeah, that's an exact <laughs> I mean, copy of the painting. Why are you guys doing this right now? You guys should be out there digging. <laughs> <laughs> so while he's pulling uh, this yeah. up, um, George, the only things I really know of this area are things that you have told me that you found. Uh-huh. Um, am I cool just to talk about whatever you've told me or? I think so. I don't think I've told you anything of Stevens. I don't think there's anything of Stevens he hasn't put online. Well, so there's I, a couple yeah, of things I'm going to reveal in there. Well, I don't. Oh, okay. I, yeah. yeah. Any any of my stuff you can talk about. I'm fine with it. I don't care. Okay. Um. So when you walk in there, so there, there's essentially the trail to the garden. When you first walk up the steps, there's like this monument that's right here, um, and it used to have a plaque on it. Um, and that one said, "Hold on, I've got my notes here." Um, it said, uh, this garden dedicated to the public 1967 Cherokee garden club. So not that that's super important, but it is one of those things like, uh, like George said that they, you know, have ripped off there and that's, that's not there anymore. Also, um, slightly behind that, there's a magnolia tree and it was, um, let's see, I do have a picture of, um, these two ladies who were dedicating. So they were at the same time that they were dedicating that monument that was there. They were also dedicating, um, this, uh, they put it up at this tree and it was basically to this lady named Joyce, um, who had been a part of, um, building the, the trails and everything through there. And then, um, cool. but she had gotten sick and wasn't able to do it anymore so they kind of dedicated that to her but yeah so there was things like that like george is pointing out that you know have since been vandalized and it's not there anymore and i think it's important for listeners or viewers to keep in your head like when we say a garden you're that this place was a garden you're thinking like it's just a you know like a big flower bed when it was absolutely not that this is probably 20 30 acres maybe with winding concrete paths, huge ponds, like concrete ponds with stones built up for walls, huge waterfalls, water wheels, um, invasive plants that the state's now trying to remove. Like it, it was a legit, it was a spectacle back then. And the, 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 the ladies, the, the gardening club took a, a great deal of pride in it. Um, it's not a normal, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's more impressive than, um, the Elizabethan gardens to me. So that, yeah, it was, it was beautiful. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause that, that's actually what I was going to ask. Would this be a place where more, more than just known to locals, um, people would come down and maybe visit it if they were in the area, they knew about it. People knew about the play. This on the 80, on the 70s and in, in the 60s, 70s and 80s, this was um, on the same level as the fort in r- regards to tourism. I mean, it was advertised everywhere. It was on all of our hmm. brochures. It was as soon as you would as soon as you would drive on the island, there's a huge um, a huge wooden painted sign, like a very impressive sign that tells you how to get to the amphitheater. Then when you would pull into the amphitheater, the entire front facade, the the road facing facade of it was built up like a, a giant wooden fort. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was huge. So, yeah, it, it's not something that 
that would be hidden from tourists at, at all. It was it was very visible and like I said, kind of on the same level as the fort. If you were going to St. Augustine, you were going do, to see and, the fort. And so do you think yeah. that um maybe maybe Byron was looking at Fountain of Youth or or at least that area and then goes oh, rather than Fountain of Youth, this seems like a great place and I can bury lots of clues here or find lots of clues with this place or what would make him choose it over something like Fountain of Youth? I ain't got to, I ain't got to buy a ticket to get into this place. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that would be, that would be the biggest thing to me. I mean, we, you, you can't really argue that, that Byron went to the Fountain of Youth. Um, Even if there wasn't something buried in St. Augustine, I would still say if Byron uses the word cask, he went Mm -hmm. to the Fountain of Youth because Mm -hmm. There's legit only one place in the world where the word cask is used for a container, and that's inside right. the Fountain of Youth. If you didn't go into the Fountain of Youth, you wouldn't know that. Uh, you wouldn't spelled know that word. the exact same for, way. Right. It's spelled the exact same way, yeah. Um, I would say, like, if you had to choose one over the other, I would say this is a, not a private place. It's not an attraction. It's not somewhere you got to pay to get into. You can pu- public, it's a park. Pub- you can go there in the middle of the public night, do whatever park, you want. You know, as yeah, we do. Park. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's cool. So, oh, I was just going to say that, yeah, the, the, the amphitheater itself, like, you know, the ticketing area, like you have to pay to get in, but the garden itself is, you know, I mean, even to this day, like if you go down there on a Saturday, there's like, you know, people out there with their bikes, there's people walking their dogs, there's people, yeah. um, now they're not frequently in the garden. Cause I think most people it's pretty grown up in there, so they don't do that, but they're, there's plenty of people using that area in general for, you know, recreation. Yeah, locals kind of know that this is the one part tourists don't know about. So we can go there to be alone. Yeah. We also know like we don't want anybody else to know about it because it's how we see free concerts. Because <laughs> if anything's playing at the amphitheater, you just go hang out right. in the garden and listen to right. the show. Um, but back in the back in the 70s and 80s, this was laid out the same as, as Fort. Is it, is it Fort Raleigh or Fort Hamilton? Am I saying it wrong? Fort Raleigh? It's Fort Raleigh, right? And Fort Raleigh's Fort, in Roanoke. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, Fort, yeah. I don't know where Fort Hamilton is. Okay. For some reason, I had Fort Hamilton in my head. Um, it's it's laid out the same as Fort Raleigh in the in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, where there there weren't really any gates. Right. You could walk to the stage if you wanted to. Um, the ticket office was closed, but you could just walk right around it and go to the stage, as far as I know. Because the gardens extended into the amphitheater, which is uh, going to become important soon. Um, so... so- there, there are a lot of similarities, um, obviously, that we've talked about so far between Roanoke and um, and this puzzle. Um, and we've talked about puzzles coming in twos. We've talked about a lot of similarities popping up in other puzzles. Um, so, you know, th- there may be a link there that it's just um, their sister puzzles somehow and that uh, they're going to be very, very similar. And if it is backstage... Um, then it lends credence to the idea of the Roanoke puzzle also being somewhere in the actual theater grounds, especially when it says look north to the wing and dig. We have the wing of the theater, mm. which is, um, mm-hmm. you know, a strong idea. Uh, my question is, you know, we, we found Saloy. How do we tie that into this song? Well, so... I, I can get my sort of stretchy where people are going to be like, no, nah, that's probably not it way. Steven, do you have a way to tie in Saloy? I mean, I just imagine that this is about, um, 
if I were Byron and I didn't know that much about it and I just knew that like, hey, I went to the Fountain of Youth, right? And he's writing on all this stuff that's there. He's like, oh, well, the tribe here was Saloy, right? Well, that play, you know, Cross and Sword is all about, you know, Menendez and the Matanzas and, you know, the, um, the, the slaughter the and Indians all that. in St. Augustine. So yeah. if, if I were Byron and I wasn't super well versed on what tribe it was there, I'd be like, oh, Saloy, it's the Saloy tribe. And this is about the Indians that that's where I get that. But the other thing, you know, that, that I don't know if anybody else picked up on this, but that, you know, if we're going to talk about acrostics, that um actually john michael's point out um was it, there's another acrostic um uh at um at, at boat t yeah or at at boat um, if if it was, it was john hardipy well was yeah. it john hardipy okay I, yeah. um yeah that it was um at the base of the tall tree is actually a an acrostic for at boat mm-hmm. well if we're talking about again with the years pass i mean the um with the uh, stars move by day and and sails pass by night, um, and that being the boat, and you know, yeah, is it at boat? Jump! I mean, jumping jumping right to the at boat. You've got the two largest palm trees that are in the park are back by the they they sort of flank the boat. On either side of the boat are two giant towers that are called moon towers. Like there's there's a lot of cool stuff back there, but mm-hmm. I think we're, we're might be jumping ahead a little bit. Like, <laughs> teardrops. Keep me in line. Like George, moonlight line. and teardrops. Um, how do you guys reconcile the first chapter? It being a very uh, prominent. I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Like it being a very prominent, you know, at the entrance of the fountain of youth, wouldn't you think that that would lead you right into the fountain of youth. So, so, you know, there's a funny, there's a, there's a funny story just as a side note to the fountain of youth that uh, I want to tell before Steven goes into his idea. Um, the first chapter on the fountain of youth, if you, if you ask um, John Frazier, he's not sure it was there in the, okay. in the one said it was named by his father. He said it would have been right around that time. He said it could have been 80. It could have been 82. He's not exactly sure. Now, having said that, I think I've seen photos of it in the 70s where it says that. But we're not 100% sure anymore, according to John Frazier, who I take his opinion on this uh, as as pretty well stolen, um, whether that was there. But eh. okay, so let's run under the under the assumption that it that it was there. Yeah, that it was. Okay, what are you thinking, Stephen? Um, well, so, uh, you know, my thought, and I haven't seen this ever mentioned before, and I'm, I'm, I would be surprised though if somebody didn't, um, somebody else didn't notice this as well. So, you know, I literally sort of went, okay, well, first chapter of what? I mean, first chapter of American history. Well, that makes sense. I mean, so the first chapter of American history would be St. Augustine, right? So you could throw that away if you wanted, or you could get literal. And so I literally went to the first chapter of um, The Secret. And it says, um, man built his cities and his villages and diminished the fair people's domain. Where once lived a goblin, there rose a tavern. And where uh, once swam a river maiden, a water wheel spun. And that's like, if I remember correctly, that's the only part of the first chapter that mentions water at all. Um, and I was like, oh, water wheel. So we've got literally, um, a water wheel, um, at the, essentially the entrance. So I, I've talked to a couple of people 
you really wouldn't notice it now if you went in there because it's incredibly grown up. Um, but, uh, I've talked to one of the guys who, well, first of all, I talked to Laura, whose dad was the, um, he was sort of the caretaker and the creative director there during Cross and Sword. And then in, uh, I believe it's in 85, I'm going to, I'm going to forget the guy's name though, but I, I walked through him like with an hour and a half and interviewed the guy. And he was telling me about, um, what had been there, um, before. And, um, and so if you look right here, um, there is our water wheel and what he, uh, referred to as the duck pond right there. So I don't know if you can see it directly in the center there, but there's a water wheel. When you go in there now, that water wheel, the remnants over there, the wheel itself is not there. Um, but the, uh, all the, you know, everything else that sort of holds it in place and collects the water. But the other thing that you, you, oh, by the way, too, if we want to talk about, um, still can hear the honking, there's, uh, there was our geese yeah, that were on, some geese there. um, that were there. Yeah. Well, all um, you would need so, for Byron is the duck bond. Yeah. Apparently. That's all you would need. Right. Right. Um, in, in the book, uh, not the Webster's dictionary, Byron says that ducks mm -hmm. honk. And That's then right. to add a little, to add a little bit of, um, of support to your first chapter, that wouldn't be the only time that the book uses something from like in a verse from the front of the book, because everybody in Milwaukee always, you know, questions what's a wonderstone. Well, the book tells you yeah. in the first chapter of the book, what a wonderstone is. Right. So that that's just another thing that would kind of help support your idea of the first chapter with the water wheel. Right. What's and again, the, um, so what, what, one of the things I was going to say about this right quick is that, that, so the, the caretaker that I, that I spoke to said that basically there was only one thing that was ever lit in there and it was this area right here. And it was sort of like, it was clear whenever it was, he, what did he call it? He called it like a um, diorama. I think is what the term he used, which is not, it's not necessarily correct, but um, when you would come into the amphitheater and you would go park your car over on the left, there was this water wheel and a lake and or a little pond, duck pond and a little fountain and um and it was just very picturesque this was the part of the garden that was the most visible um at night um you know and during the day you know obviously you could see it but and there was more to the garden but if you were coming there at night the only thing that was really lit up was this water wheel have either of you read cross and sword yes where does the uh, uh, first chapter no. or the first um act of that take place uh on like in that's a good question i can't remember now <laughs> if it's in spain or if it's in saint augustine but i'm pretty sure it's in saint augustine yeah i, re I recall um, reading it laura sent me a version of it i have not read all of it um we did talk about the first chapter and i didn't see anything notable in there um no there I was nothing remember. really notable gotcha but the the, the difficult thing about uh Paul Green plays just like uh, the um, the Lost Colony is there's so many versions of it. That's like they changed it every year. They changed the they changed the script every single year. So the the local library, the St. Augustine, the main branch library has one from like as a copy from 1984. And that's the one I read. So if anybody wants to check it out, it's at the library. 
Well, um, and just occurred to me as well, another interesting idea with tying it to the amphitheater is, um, you know, in Roanoke, you have the references to the painter White. Well, you might have references to Paul Green with the green picket fence. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. But mm-hmm. yeah, but in the so in the 70s, there's a there's a newspaper article at the Historical Society. Um, if you go to the Historical Society, they got a big file on the amphitheater. And in one of the news articles in that file, there is a, a thing where the Boy Scouts came down to the to the gardens and worked with the ladies auxiliary, I think. And they installed green picket. They, they installed and painted green picket fences. All right. Laura told me, cause I was asking her about, it, you know, Laura has been there since she was like five years old. And so, yeah. and she acted in it. Her dad was like, you know, the director. Um, she doesn't recall seeing the, the green picket fence, which to me, I, I still feel like the green picket fence is, is the, the entrance to the, um, uh, the entrance to the quarry. Um, and there's currently one there now. Uh, I can't prove that there was one back then, but, um, but the other thing that Laura said was the only place she really recalled there being a fence, um, when we walk, I walk through it with her is, um, if you were standing up where the, um, the monument is, there's like a steep grade that drops down into the, um, the lake that's out there. Um, and she said she thought she remembered there being a fence along that to keep people from uh, you know, falling into the lake, falling into the lake. That could okay. have been where the fences were installed. I'm not real sure. Possibly. The article, like I, the article doesn't say where they were. Um, just that they installed a lot of them. So maybe that was it. Maybe that's what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, that one, I think it's lost to time. This, yeah. this quarry, what, um, <clears throat> do you know what they pulled out of the quarry? So, so yeah, it was a coquina quarry. Uh, it was 100% a coquina quarry. Limestone they, and shell. Every, Okay. Yep. Everything that's built that was built in St. Augustine from almost from it, the time it was founded until the quarry shut down, um, the stone was pulled out of that quarry. So the fort was built out of that quarry. Um, the, the parts of the Fountain of Youth were built from that quarry. Basically, everything was built from that quarry. Yeah. You know, the other thing to point out that, you know, you were asking me earlier about how I got down to that area. And again, I, I'm sure people have pointed this out before, but you know the, the the shape of the the rock not only outlines Florida, sort of right, but it also sort of looks like the island itself. You were lo- able to look at a map of the you know Anastasia Island. It looks very much the same shape as what in in there's a sort of a motif, like there's sort of a a um, uh, there's just sort of a, a direction from the top left to the bottom right, right? And if you looked at it, it's like it looks like A1, right? It looks like the highway that leads from the top left down to the bottom right. Yeah. Um, and that, that's another thing that I think sort of gets me out to that area. So there, in this image, in this painting, there's only ever been a couple of things that we've been able to identify. There's the the famous alligator that I was never able to see until, and, and John Michael's always made fun of me for the, the alligator, it's alligator. yeah there's I the rock it. yeah i see it now. now yeah it had to be pointed out to me and i was like oh that's super obvious well how did i miss that shit there's the rock in the middle of the water right and people are always like why is this rock just sitting in the middle of the water but what is a landmass surrounded by water it's an island yeah right it's just an island sitting in the painting 
Well, and that to me, that's the easiest way to get you to the island. There's only one island in St. Augustine. We call it the island. Yeah. Well, and I I think that that represents multiple things, obviously. I mean, one, I mean, I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, clearly, um, you know, we, we can here, I'll go back to, um, I'll go back to our rock, uh, So, eh. So, like, I, I've been all over St. Augustine. Like, that right there looks to me like that right there. Yeah. It was even better when yes. it had the giant palm tree behind it. Right? Yeah, the, exactly. There was one <laughs> that was right back here. So, to me. I actually think there's a picture of that on 12 Treasures. Yeah. It's, right. Want. I mean, I think. To me, there's no mistaking that, but you know, there's other places around St. Augustine where there's little tiny versions of these rocks. And there's that one that's out there on what highway 16, um, yep. out by the old fountain of youth or the, whatever, whatever they call it. Um, yeah. like, so, I mean, I guess that could be subjective, to, but to me paired with all the other things that's in here, this is not subjective anymore. But, but and, and it's it's also important to point out what that rock is like right now. It's just a rock in the middle of a parking lot. But right. back when the play was going on, that that was the sign yeah. for the cross and the sword. It had a giant cross, a giant sword on it was the first thing you saw when you go, came into the park. Right. Like you drive into the driveway. It's right there on the left. You can't miss it. It's five foot tall, eight feet wide. Like there's no way to miss it's it. huge. It, it's bigger than it looks in that picture. Like you when you stand next to yeah. it, it's like taller than you are yeah um but you know the other thing that i see it as is like if you're looking at you know if you're looking at the the painting as a relief of florida right um i mean it's it's lake okeechobee right i mean it's it's mirrored in the water and it's it's essentially also the shape of lake okeechobee um which is another confirmer for florida which you know i've i've got thoughts about that as well but i don't know if I don't, know, I don't know if we want to save that to the end or not. It is your show. We're going to go where you want to go. Yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else you want to walk through before we get to that point? I don't know. Well, if I mean, Bradley's or, or Brent's privy to that part of it. But. Um, he is. Uh, no, I don't. I don't know that he is. I, I haven't told them anything that you haven't put online. So unless you've put it online. Um, well, in that case, let's walk through a couple other things. We're talking about visual confirmers okay. just in the park, right? Just things that you can actually see right now. Um, let's go back. All right. So obviously this is like one of the, you know, one of the major confirmers. If you just, and and to me, that's another thing. If like you were just looking at parks around, you know, if you were in 1983 and you were looking at parks around the St. Augustine era and you walked in here and you saw this, you'd be like, oh, okay. I need to keep looking. Right. Um, what people can't see in this photo, um, is these rocks, actually have kind of like groove cut in marks on them um yeah. from when they were mined so they have the markings the on them does, yeah exactly you, you can't see that in this image but they're there um so one of the other things that stood out to me a lot um when i walk through here and i've been looking for before i even came to the amp was somewhere that looked like this to me this right here looks like rushing water under a bridge 
it just it looks like we're looking sort of across a bridge and the two little peaks there um are like the peak of the bridge um and so i'd been looking around saint augustine for that sort of thing because you know the, the whole thing is about written in water and there's so many references to water in the um in the verse and so i was looking for that well here's here's the deal like first of all here's the footbridge um that's when you go there you almost don't even know you're stepping across this bridge and i had to clear this out like and stomp down all this stuff but this is made of coquina right here um and right here is essentially a trough now you can't see it but if you were there at the space you can feel along it there's like a trough that sort of runs down into the lake and um and so a lot of the stuff that i see in the painting which to me looks like rock and coquina is all sort of found in this area so there was the bridge i feel like i was looking for right that also leads out into the duck pond um there's also at the at the front entrance behind the um, uh, let's see where am I so the the rock the big rock is like straight ahead in this image right here but one of the things again you can't see right now I had to clear it out and George can tell you when you're there it's a lot easier to see this but there's this is a pool this would have been another pool of water right here. Um, and there's like a, uh, let's see, I think it's hidden over here by this tree, but there was, there's also a, uh, like a bird bath over there, but this is the shape of what I called the Marlin at the bottom here. And there was water rushing into it from above. It had like a, like a waterfall that came right into here. Um, the other thing is whenever you're, um, what I call the steps. And uh, so there's a couple of places like this out here, but this was the first one where I really was like, oh, wow, this looks exactly like it. Like there, this, this would have been where water would have came down through here and it would have pulled in here. And you also have this series of steps right here that to me line up and look like it. Um, they also had a, one of these that led into the Marlin pool, the thing that I call the Marlin. Um, but that, that was another visual confirmer to me. And one of the things that, again, you can't see until you're like in there and you really start kind of digging in and like stepping into these areas is that this whole garden was the, you know, to me, like the written in water part, like there's no place in St. Augustine where you would have had to my knowledge anyway, this amount of like, it's basically like a little water park. Um, yeah. George. So I guess for, for, for audio people, what we're talking about right now are um, if you, if you go into this park, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine scale, even with video. If you go into this park, everything that we're talking about right now is within sight. It's, it's in an area, the size less, less than the size of a baseball field from one point to the other. Um, there's a bunch of pools and, and a bunch of the pools sort of look like parts of the paintings. Um, and they all sort of make a path. Uh, if you, if you start at the rock, you go, you've got the water wheel and then you've got what he's calling the Marlin pond. Um, the duck pond is behind all of it. Um, 
so yeah and and they do like i i kind of agree and in the in, in the in the world of people showing me things and being like this is this uh, these are a little more concrete than some of the other things that people have told me. Like I, I, I can, I can at least visualize what you're seeing here. Um, it's hard to know for sure because it's so overgrown because mm -hmm. there's just, there's just shit everywhere. Like yeah. we don't, we got no idea what this looked like in the eighties. I mean, literally when, when I, when I got in there, um, there were like the pool, the thing that they call the duck pond is like, was literally not visible. Like I went into it and stomped down like I kind of found the edge of it and then went around and stomped down the edges of where the coquina, yeah. but essentially it's, you know, there's a lot of things in the painting that kind of look like, like teeth around the edges of the, you know, I think the part where people call the, uh, the, the blade, you know, or the, the bird wing or the bird that's at the top right corner. Yeah. If you think about it as a pool of water with the, the teeth part that surround it being the coquina, like that's exactly kind of how all the pools in there are. They're all, there are all these little rock troughs with coquina edging all around them. And then when you see those, you can suddenly start seeing a lot of the things that are, you know, what seems to be represented in the painting. And there's no other place yeah. around St. Augustine, I think, that comes even close to that, except maybe out at the marina. They have like a, they sort of have like a weird sculpture pool out in front of the marina that, you know, kind of has that same thing going on, but you know, not like they not, not nearly as, yeah, not nearly as, as visible to tourists as the amp would be. And then past that, if we want to reveal this, okay, here's, you know, I, I feel like I'm, have been walking around with this for forever just because I feel like I needed to keep this, uh, under wraps while I was trying to look at things. But at this point I've, I feel like I've run out of options and maybe somebody else can, you know, find something else. But one of the things that shocked me um, when I found it um, was it. So I've been doing a lot of research on the amp and was like, what was the gardens looking like doing a lot of digging with the historical society, which is, I mean, they are a wealth of knowledge over there um, have a ton of pictures. Their website is actually very, very useful. Um, but what's kind of cool about it is that, there are sometimes just descriptions of things that are on the historical society site. And they're like, well, if you want to see the picture, like contact us and we'll send you the picture. Or we'll do a clipping. Or you can just send them an, an email and say, Hey, you know, I'm looking for information about so-and-so don't tell them about the secret. Cause that tends to, yeah, they won't help you. Yeah. That shuts <laughs> down the conversation. What do, you, what do you It'll say? You're, immediately. What do you say you're looking for? <laughs> well, oh, you're kinda, digging for buried treasure. Yeah, I, I kind of told them that I was doing a little uh, a, a documentary on the, um, which it wasn't, uh, I mean, in, in the end, I have a lot of footage. So if, if I ever find the cask or somebody does, I've got footage to put together this documentary. But yeah. I was basically said that, hey, I'm doing like a, you know, um, some research <laughs> and a documentary on the, the amp. And, you know, I found that they had this, but I can't find pictures of that. And um, so they started kind of digging and doing research for me and they started sending me pictures. Well, one of the things... So I just want to preface this before I show it. When you look at the, when you look at the painting, right? It's like a, it's like a relief, right? Cause if it, if we're saying that the, the water is the shape of Florida, right? Um, and then the land mass that's in there is actually the shape of like the water, right? It's kind of opposite of what we would expect to see. But so, you know, 
but we've read it as like, hey, here's the 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 panhandle of Florida. Here's the rock is like where Lake Okeechobee is. So what if you've been looking at that, right? And you're like, oh, it's like what it's like Florida is like a pool of water, right? And you walked in and you saw this right here which is Florida oh, in a nice. pool of water with a little with rock Lake right Okeechobee there. Little rock right there and look at the reflection underneath it oh look at that and some trees right behind it where you could have you can almost see the reflection of a tree right behind right beside the uh right there beside the the reflection um so whenever I saw that I flipped my lid I was like hmm. oh my god this is this was there. This was like the thing that was in there. And look at it, surrounded by Coquina Rock, right? And it, right on the right-hand side where um, uh, essentially where the um, St. Augustine was, that's where you have a waterfall, which probably also is what the steps look like in the painting, but we can't see those any longer. And it would have dumped from into the place where St. Augustine was into this pool uh, of that's uh, water fun. shaped neat <clears throat> yeah that, i never knew that compelling. was there until he until he showed me that picture i had no idea it was there so do we know where that was yep um hold on let's see so this is the amp as this is an amalgam actually of what the amp looks like now as as this was from the architectural firm who um who redid everything. And if you look right, I don't, can you guys see my mouse? Nope. No, no. Okay. There's like, you see where number five is there, right? Uh, um, yes. Right to the left of five, there's a little blue area right oh, yeah. there. Yeah. And that That's is it. where it was. I don't see and number it no five. no longer exists can you, in that area. Can you point out where number it's or, between four and six? Okay. Um, yeah. Can you be a little more specific? Okay, so, so if you're, if you're looking at the, if you're looking at the, if you're looking, if you're at, the looking right, at the giant. So if you look at the top, right, the number you see there, the first number you see circled one, is one. It looks straight three, down. That's three. Okay. And then one underneath three is Got four. It. And then underneath four okay. is five. Hard, hard to see. Sorry. Yeah. Over. And then right to the left of that is a little Florida. Sun. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. yeah. There it is. And so Damn. to me, that's confirmation. And here's a couple of other photos. See, the, here's another one of those waterfalls or steps. And again, written in water, right? We have Florida written in water. Right. Um, there's another view of it um, with the waterfall f flowing into that. And uh, then we have... Here's when another you one say we have Florida distance. written in water, does it actually say Florida somewhere? Or are you just saying there's a map of Florida in water? No, yeah, it's just the shape of Florida okay. written in water. But I, to me, if you like, can, um, if you're yes. comfortable with it, I, I would send these photos to George so when he's editing this, instead of using the screen share, he can show the actual, if you want any of this shared, he can share sure. the actual photo and it'll, just, it'll look a lot better. Yeah, at this point, I mean, I think we're giving away the farm, right? So why not? Is it? This is <laughs> You're, you're going to have final oh. choice on edit. So George will put it together and send it to you. And then um, you can say thumbs up, thumbs down, take this out, keep that. Um, so you yeah, have final cool. say on edit. 
I mean, we're cool. I think in this Sorry, point, bro. again, I, I think we've, I've held that back for like a year and a half or almost two years now. And it's time for someone else to see, <laughs> see what they can yeah, do. And it's not like we, it's not like we haven't put a shovel in the ground out there somewhere. And then that we one tried. guy dug up the entire area. Oh my God. Yeah. Brett, what were you I gonna was going to ask if that's gone now. Everything. Okay. Most everything so that's gone now. all right. That's yeah. I can't. I don't know. I don't know for sure that the footers aren't there because the whole of the amphitheater looks raised from what it used to be. There's these big retaining walls. So I don't know if they they cleared everything out or if they just covered everything up. I don't know which one of those they did. To me, it would be easier to just cover everything up. But so it might still be there, but it would be it's way not, underground. It's not find it. visible. So here's the other thing about that. And this is this is where. No, no it's not visible anymore. Um. My thought is, is that the rock out front, you know, kind of like, uh, in, um, like in Cleveland, right. I mean, you didn't have to dig at all the places that are located in the photo, right. Um, they were just confirmed. They were just visual confirmers. Right. So my, my, my hope is that, you know, like the rock out front and the, the Florida pool are just one of those things when you got there, you're like, you couldn't deny that this was the place, right? Cause you're like looking at the giant rock that looks like the rock in the photo. And then you're looking at the shape of Florida in water, just like it is in the painting, essentially um, with like a big rock down there by Okeechobee that reflects in the water um, that, that you would see those two things and go, okay, this is where I start. I'm in the right place. And so you weren't like digging out there, but I will say that Laura, Laura Olson remembers Again, these are things that like I didn't even lead her on. I just asked her about the the Florida pool, and she was like, "Oh my god, yes, we used to play in that all the time. And it was like my favorite thing because it was lit up beautiful at mm. night." So, in addition to the water wheel that was lit up at night, when you would go into the theater, that uh, that pool of water was lit up as well. From what I understand, the entrance where that the stone is that looks like the island. There used to be a water feature there as well. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's the Marlin pool that I was uh, I was showing earlier. No, he he's talking about the pool around the rock. I've been told that there was a pool of water around the rock, and there is a um, there is there is a pool there. There are there's like footers, and there's an underground pool, sort of the same as the the ones inside the gardens. But I cannot find a picture with it having water in it. So I don't know when or if it ever had water in it, or maybe it's just like a, a surround for plants. Um, the historical society told me that it had water in it, but that's about as far as I can get for a confirmation. For that. I haven't seen, yeah, I haven't seen any, I haven't seen any confirmation of that. I, like I've looked at a lot of pictures of that rock and they've, they've always, they've always had dirt. And when I, when I, when I said, I, I know I said a couple of years ago that that thing had water in it, I was going off of the historical societies. Because um, it would it would make statement. sense if it did, because mm-hmm. um, yeah. like George pointed out, you would see the reflection of the rock, but you would not see the reflection of the palm tree behind it, the vampire tree, yeah. as we lovingly right, <laughs> right. So yeah, that's that. That's that's pretty yeah. compelling stuff. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, I I came into this uh, prepared to to go. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. And this is. I want to I want to come down and check out the amphitheater again. I can tell you that much. So, uh, a couple of years back, um, I hooked up with, uh, one of the people that worked there and we were able to dig a couple of holes. We dug a lot around the rock. So to me, my thing was always that like 
really, really simple. I have something that looks exactly like something else in the painting. I want to dig next to it. Um, and as soon as you go into the, the amphitheater right behind the rock, there's a gate, or at least there was, there's not anymore. There's still the fence posts for it. And I, I always ran under the assumption uh, that the Boy Scouts were putting up green picket fences. We've got the fence posts here. We've got a fence outline. That green picket fence was probably right there, right next to that rock. So you would have had a rock with a green mm -hmm. picket fence running right beside it with the giant palm tree. It looks just like yep. the painting. That was my focus. Um, when, the, when the amphitheater was bulldozed, uh, there, the front, the front facade, like I said before, looked like a giant wooden fort and out in front of the fort were a bunch of big coquina boulders. Well, they took those boulders and they put them where that fence running beside the rock would have been. So it's basically like 10 ton coquina boulders mm -hmm. over this one section where I really, really want to dig. Um, but we, I hooked up with the, with the park guys and we dug a bunch of holes around that stone and we didn't find anything. Um, and then later on before the San Francisco episode of Expedition Unknown. I was working with those guys and we were trying to get a GPR out there. We never got the GPR out there, but um, we, they still let me dig a, a, a shit ton of holes and still we didn't find anything. Um, and then recently when Stephen, you posted a bunch of stuff online about uh, about the amphitheater and someone just went absolutely ape shit out there. Yeah. Dug holes everywhere, destroyed the whole like there's still huge holes that wow. this guy didn't fill in yeah it's bad around the, the first the first monument that he showed you as soon as you climb the steps it's just nothing but big piles of dirt and giant holes all around the water wheel is giant holes this is why there people was, uh, don't want to share stuff with you stop community yeah, <laughs> yeah right it was it's crazy <laughs> it was just like i guess it was a local dude or somebody at least semi-local maybe I guess maybe he could have come down over the weekend because it all happened over like two or three days. And it was just that park. One day it was nice. And the next day we came back and it was just full of holes. It was crazy. Yeah, it was it was um, disheartening, to say the least. Yeah. And, and, and you could tell like it wasn't like the dude didn't have really any ideas. I think he just saw Steven's stuff and thought it was great because it was everything that Steven posted a picture of had huge holes around. That's it. not how to dig. Yeah, we um. George no. and I were checking out the amphitheater one night and um, we hit something that made a loud pop sound. And I swear that it was an electricity line of some sort. <laughs> and I'm surprised that one of us didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, it is. I, I tell you what, it, it's scary out there because um, that place. So during COVID, there's been at least a couple of times I've gone out there at the beginning of COVID and was like, just slept in my car. And oh. um you know, like it's kind of dangerous, Steven. You're a brave man. <laughs> well, then I was like, I don't know if you know, but there's a homeless encampment in the woods there. Oh yeah, I found it. <laughs> okay, that's not a secret. The secret to me. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, and one night, one night, I I woke up and saw like an old guy and a bunch of teenagers with like flashlights starting to go into there, and. Uh, and I was like, oh, I know what these guys are about. Right. And so like I get out of my car and go up there. I'm like, y'all treasure hunting? <laughs> they're like, no, we're ghost hunting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, was, I was like, all right. And so I tagged along and watched these guys like do that. But I've also seen things where it looked like drug deals going on out there. Uh, like people oh, sure, waiting yeah. and other people showing up and doing whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, I tell you what, the scariest thing to me though was one night. So there, there's a there's a section um 
So there's a part where I think there's an actual direction in the uh, in the verse that's like, you know, you know, over the tall grass, you know, it's like moonlight and teardrops over the tall grass, years pass, rains fall, right? So there's a couple of places where I feel like that lines up with something right there. And I was like, all right, but I, so matter of fact, I, to me, there's a part you can go, I don't, I don't think I, I didn't drag, drag it into what I'm working on tonight, but there's a, um, there's a, in the painting, actually, let's see, uh, in the painting, there's an actual shadow of the monument. Um, and can't really make that out. Yeah, I'll have to send it to you. It's on it's on one of the Facebook pages, but you got a blur. Um, you got a blur essentially, thing going on there. Oh, that's right. That's right. Here, maybe if I hold it beside my face. Um, <laughs> no, but there's a. No. Um, so I got one of those. There's I know. Isn't this cool? Um, so th- there's a. Anyway, in the painting, there's a there's a representation of the monument, and to me, it was like. Okay, well, it's trying to say that, like, looking over that, if it was years past, right? Because if we're talking about 1967 or whenever it was dedicated to, uh, yeah, 1967 by the Cherokee Garden Club, if you were to read that and be like, oh, years pass, rains fall, and the rains are falling over by the waterfall over there, you're looking for a light, right? Um, you're looking for the, the moonlight and teardrops over the tall grass. So I was like, where is the only place where this would have been lit? Where if you, I've, after a day of digging in there found there's the one place where they have a pole that has multiple light fixtures on it that would have been, um, lighting up the, uh, the water wheel. And so I was like, okay, I have to do this at night so I can see what you would have seen then. Right. So, um, I like put up, uh, you know, went out and took one of my video lights and I put it in this one part and, uh, then, decided I was going to wait until it got dark. And then I got in my position back there and I'm sitting there in the dark, you know, in the dark waiting to like, and actually it was a flash, so it didn't go off, but you know, it wasn't like continuous lighting. It was a flash. So I'm sitting in the dark and I was popping this flash, but then I heard like, but it was like something, it felt like something really big <laughs> and it kept getting closer. And then I hear, and which scared the shit out of me because then it was like it was a like I guess it was a frog or something nearby. <laughs> but finally, I took my 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 phone flashlight and I was like like turned it on and like turned to the right ah! and there's like a possum, like two feet from me. And he just looks up like, "What's up, man?" He just keeps on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, awesome. I was afraid like there was an axe murder or something back in there. Oh, oh man, I was thinking for a second. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would have been worse. Yeah. So I will say, uh, haven't, haven't just heard that story. If anybody goes out to visit the amphitheater, um, there's a rule. You have to bring peanuts for Byron. Yes. So Byron, Byron's still around. I saw Byron the other day. Uh, Byron is a chicken that lives at the amphitheater. It's like, he's a rooster. You can't miss him. He's loud and he will follow you around everywhere you go. You have to bring him peanuts, uh, or he will not be happy. Yes. And if you ask him where the cask is buried, he will take you to a place twice. Yeah. He's told me a place twice. The cask was not there whenever I look for it, but I did ask Byron out of frustration and he did stop what he was doing and came, but he will also scare the crap out of you. The first time that I encountered Byron, I was walking along and he was walking behind me and then he decided to crow and uh, yeah, I almost lost. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's a cool chicken. <laughs> yeah, George took me out there, um, and we walked those paths along like the there was like a fitness path or something like that. And um, yeah. it, it went by a pond, and the entire time I was like, "We're going to get eaten by an alligator." This is <laughs> one alligators. of us is losing a leg. <laughs> that park, like I would have loved to have seen that park in its heyday. Like it sounds so cool. Yeah, it did. It have it had like a uh, they had a bunch of gym equipment all strewn about the. Um, it was a trail, I guess, for old people to stay fit. It's called the, the park horse. Yeah, the park horse. That's what it was. Let's they see. were all numbered. Why are we, where did, where's music coming from? That's my, sounds like a doorbell. They must, ordered, they must have ordered pizza at my house. There's a, Oh, fun. Uh, oh, and if anybody's wondering what that panting noise is, um, Steven has a very adorable dog in the background. Um, oh. so that's what that is. <laughs> He's very cute. That's Stella. Yeah. So the park horse had a bunch of like treadmills and, and ellipticals and different stuff like that in it. Um, they finally took up the last of them just before the pandemic so they're all gone now uh but there were a couple of them there last here's year. here's part of the the parkour right here uh you can see this gentleman's uh getting his uh his workout on yeah and then there's it's an- crazy it's crazy to look at that now na- look at that picture and know where these things are and to see what the places look like now yeah because if you if you look at the steps just to the left of where you were like that's all overgrown forest, nothing. Oh yeah. no, that's not. That's the that's the stage steps. Okay, never mind. Well, there is. I'm trying to find the other version of it too. There's another. Um, uh, maybe I don't have it here. But yeah, there's there's some um, there's some pictures I have that, and I, I can send it to you, and you can post them. But the. Um, there's some pictures I have where the, it is just wide open out there and yeah. you would never know. Uh, dang, I want to show you though. Let's see. Um, so while you're looking for that, I always try to anticipate questions that the audience may come up with or rebuttals that somebody may come up with. So I was reading Wikipedia and I was reading about the cross and sword and um, the official name cross and sword, a symphonic drama of the Spanish settlement of Florida. This play is a musical reenactment depicting Florida's early history at St. Augustine, especially its colonization by Spaniard Pedro Mendez and his settlers bloody conflicts with the French Huguenots and Fort Caroline in present day Jacksonville. Um, so it's interesting that uh, it covers all the way up to Jacksonville as well. Um, but uh, in case anybody's curious and wants to know that, that's kind of the quick synopsis. Yeah, and it's um, I wouldn't recommend if you if you see this and you're like, oh, I want to check out the gardens. A lot of times when treasure hunters go to places like this for the first time, they take trips and then they go at night. Do not go to the gardens at night, not because you're going to like get murdered or anything. You're going to get hurt. Yeah. Like the uh, if you if you listen to some of the earlier podcasts where it was it was me and John and I was talking about like digging and like breaking my foot and like getting jabbed with giant um, palmetto spears. Yeah. And I wouldn't tell anybody where I was. Yep. This was where I was like it's it's legit. 
you'll you'll be walking down what you think is a path and step off of a three foot drop into an old lake. So don't go at night. Yeah, Your first it, time, at least. Do as we say, not as we do. And go with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> don't go by yourself. Yeah. Uh, by the way, here. Right, so here's one. I, and I think I got to thank uh, Laura for sending me this. So here's this is a little blurry, but here's the front which George was talking about a while ago that had a huge wall in the front and was lavishly decorated in the front. It was beautiful. Um, and there's those rocks he was talking about. They've since moved those, those, those rocks that are right there um, in the front over to the side of the, uh, the big rock that we now know the one he was trying to dig yeah. under. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's the water wheel and it's heyday. Um, so that's actually that, exceptionally similar right to behind. the um, entrance of um, the amphitheater Fort in Fort Raleigh. Raleigh. Exceptionally similarities. Yeah. Here's this bird bath is still there. That's right behind the big rock. Um, and what I was calling the Marlin pool. That's where that's at. Here's another, um, here's the fountain, the duck pond and the, uh, water wheel. Um, but here's the, here's the biggest thing. Like this is like a big beach back here and this landing where like the ducks can like none of the, this is all trees now. Like it's all grown wow. up. Like there's, it was wide open out there. Same like here. And it's just a jungle. It's, crazy. it's just the jungle now. It looks nothing like that anymore. So if you, but this would have been we, similar to how he would have seen it back then. If you, if you had to put you on the spot, if we had, if, if you were forced to dig in one place, where would it be? So, and please don't. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's already been done. So this, those, this is after this. I that? want you to go back to those photos. After this, I want you to go back to those photos. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so here, so you don't, I, you don't you don't have to if you don't want to. By the way, <laughs> I <laughs> no, I will. Uh, so this is kind of the layout of the um, of the amp, like when you first or the garden, I should say, when you first walk in. And one of the things that stuck out to me was this. Um, so you see the thing kind of looks like an arrowhead. Mm -hmm. um, that is actually a big pool with used to hold water. And at the, the, like the bottom of the shaft, if you will, was where the, um, where the water wheel was. And so I was like, Oh, how cool did it have been? Because it points like it literally points directly North. And I don't mean like figuratively, I mean like by a compass, it like aims directly north. Um, and if you look, that blue line right there is uh, where it's going from where the light is, where that only light I was talking about earlier, that only light directly across the monument and directly back into behind this, where the steps are, or the waterfall back here is. Um, there was sort of a converging area. Um, and there's also a, a post back there that looks like it could have been part of a green picket fence, but I can't, I can only find one of the posts, but it's kind of hidden back there. Um, but that was the general area of where I've been looking. And my thought was, is that if I knew where the rest of those posts were, um, then we could have had a sort of a, 
a straight line of where to, to start probing and digging, but it is, it's a rather large area back there. It's like, you know, hunting for a, the proverbial needle in a haystack in that area. But that's where it's like looking for a cask in St. Augustine. <laughs> that's exactly right. But to me that, that lined up with the, the, um, the doodah, uh, the, um, tear moonlight and teardrops over the tall grass, because that monument, and again, I can, I can send a picture to, to George, but that monument lines up with something exactly in the painting that has a tall grass. It's essentially the thing people were talking about in, in, um, fountain of youth where they were looking for the tree or the, um, they were looking for the, uh, fountain that was over a fence or whatever it was. Um, it's essentially that same thing, but it's the same shape as the monument. Was this place, uh, Brent, you, you, oh, or, uh, sorry. Uh, what did you no, want me to go back to this? Is that what was, was this place like littered with, uh, green picket fences at the time? So Steven said earlier that he doesn't think they were that someone who uh, was in the play doesn't remember a whole bunch okay. of them. Um, there was a green picket fence around around the pond. Um, and I, I know there were there were picket fences out there. I just don't but, know where. But they were. like if so, I asked that because like if you if you found this spot and you went, whoa, there's all these visual confirmers from the image and, you know, some of the verses lining up. Yeah, you could you could narrow it down by uh one of one of a handful of green picket fences right yeah yeah but the the crappy thing about florida weather man is if you build anything out of wood it's only going to last like any any of that crap wood that they use for fencing it's only going to last like 10 years especially that close to the salt water it's just going to rot I mean, nothing out there that's made out of wood lasts. So if you put up a green picket fence in 1973, it's going to be about to fall over by 1983. And if you put one up in 1981, by 1991, it's okay. going to be destroyed. So, you know, who right. who knows? And that's not something that that's not something Byron would have no. known if he if he came down for a couple of days and he saw a green picket fence. He's not going to think, well, weather's going to rot this in a right. couple of years. Or they'll just put so, it right back up. Yeah, or they'll build another one, or they won't, or whatever. Right. So my, I had two questions about that. Those images. Um, the first question I had was, um, are we certain that it's a bird bath and not a sundial? No, it's a bird bath. It's a bird bath. Okay. It's, it's Other question there. is, what can you tell us about the middle picture on the far right with what appears to be a cross and a fence? Oh, uh, I think that's a optical illusion. A tree, right? Yeah, it just looks like a tree. Uh, yeah, that's interesting though. I think it's an optical illusion based on like where where the sun is dappling on the tray on the tree. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it does, it does look like a cross. But I mean, some of that is still out there. Some of those like the the plank or the um, the walkways, and some of them have been rebuilt. Um, but but you know, it's interesting though. I want you to see something like that. Like I showed you guys earlier, the the walkway, um, and this walkway is was way more prominent back then. Look at that. Yeah. Like it's nearly buried now, where you can barely tell. But look how much more of a, a bridge it is. Right. So that's yeah. that where the water's coming out underneath the bridge that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. That's that's that spot. Yeah, that's Stephen. compelling. Definitely compelling. Is that where you were when yeah. you took that, that picture? Thirty right? years of 
of right there. Not even, not even uh, 30 years of not yeah. even um, just mismanagement. It's 30 years of completely not being touched things growing up and rotting and di- like dying and rotting where they, you know, falling wherever they, and it's, it's, it's just bad vines yeah. everywhere. Like literally no one has touched it in 30 years. It became a jungle. I mean, the look, pads are all covered up in dirt and old palm fronds or whatever. I mean, plants right, yeah. growing up everywhere. Right now, they cut a tree next down, uh, right, right next to it, and the tree is just cut up in giant chunks, and it's just laying all up in here on the other side of this. Yeah. Again, like there's times you're just walking past something, and you would just never know what it is that you're looking at until. You know, like you, like George says, you almost fall off of something. You're like, wait, what is this? And then you like start kicking around. Right. Like, oh, look at this. Completely. There's a whole other like, you know, trough back here or waterway or whatever. But literally, I mean, for, for a verse that talks so much about water, I mean, there's so much out here regarding water. Yeah. Right. And uh, one and thing we forgot to mention earlier, that rock that you see when you first come into the amphitheater. It wasn't just a rock that wouldn't catch our attention. It was a. It had a big cross and sword on it, and it was like the "Hello, you're here at the theater. Welcome to the show." Rock. So it was. It was something that would draw your attention to it. Um, it's something that you would definitely see coming to the to the amphitheater. I was gonna see if I have a picture of it. I'm sure George has obviously got this. There's picture. one on Twelve Treasures. Yeah, yeah. There's one on Twelve Treasures right next to the rock in the painting. It's. It's nice. hard to deny. It's difficult it's, to deny. I know it's funny because I was listening to you talk uh, on one of the previous uh, chats uh, a couple weeks ago or either last week, and you were like, well, it's hard to deny FOI. <laughs> I mean, well, it, here's the it thing. Is, but I, the this one youth, is also. Yeah, yeah. The, the Fountain of Youth has a lot of good verse stuff. Yeah. But, you know, if I'm, if, if, if I'm playing devil's advocate, everything except cask, everything except the word cask and the word silver because uh, you're not going to find anything silver in saint augustine but all of the really good verse match stuff for the fountain of youth you can find all over the city yeah like it's but not even, exclusive to the fountain of youth but again if you take that line and you're like uh okay what are the what are the things that i have what are the things that are common with each of these things you're like oh well they're all four things that you would have to get out of the ground you would have to quarry out of the ground silver salt yeah. limestone everything so quarry is like your answer for that if it is indeed the answer for that you know but yeah. but it makes just as much sense but i i do feel like yeah he like walked through and he was like oh here's all the cool like terminology like you know why he's in there he's like here's some cool you know uh and in a way it's almost not even inventive it's kind of you know he just, it was almost lazy. <laughs> I mean, because cask doesn't mean what cask means, you know? Right. Uh, well, uh, one day um, when we were digging at the Fountain of Youth, um, and uh, George, you can cut this if you think uh, it shouldn't be out in the in the wild, but I don't think it'll, it'll be a big deal. Stephen hears it. Um, myself, George, and um, Brian Zinn, were out checking a few spots and we were at the back and Brian was like, you know, this one area always caught my attention. Um, and I was always curious about it. And there's like the perfect match, the perfect match, uh, at the base of a tall tree. It was a placard 
um, for the fort of uh, somebody pine. And we were like, huh. well, what's another word for a, for a fort? Well, it's a base. And what's another, what's a pine? A pine is a tall tree. This is literally the wow. base of a tall tree. Yeah. Um, but George dug all That's around my favorite it and there was nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, even, I, we even got a, G, we got a GPR out there and then we still couldn't find anything. But you know, there are so many things that are a mystery about all of it. Like, you know, when you talk about like, you know, the fact that they hid the, the, um, you know, the fort and the flag, you know, or you've got like, you know, the thing that got me was like looking at the, whoever it's supposed to be, Ponce de Leon, Menendez, you know, whatever. He has no armor on except for the helmet, right? But he's got this mm-hmm. vest. And that vest, to me, there's only one place in 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 St. Augustine that matches the the yellow and green on that vest. And it's right there at Flagler in the which is like the hilt. And so one of the things that I, when I first started looking is that he's missing all his armor. He's missing all the stuff that's on him. Where do we find all that? Right? Well, if you go to Flagler, there's the, the, it's a, it's a fountain, but it's a sundial and it's the hilt of his sword. Right? Well, now I've found his sword that he didn't have on and it's got the, the, the decorations all around the hilt of the sword are the green and yellow checkered, you know, design on there. So there's so many things like that where you could like walk around, you know, uh, St. Augustine and go, Oh, well this, this is the only place you would find that this makes sense. This is the, you know, but like, I think, I think we're really good at making this puzzle better than it actually is. Like we're really good at inventing puzzles. Like if if you, the perfect example is Boston. We, we focused on Charles gate on the two C's. Uh-huh. the cg or whatever for so long which because looks perfect. it's abs it's absolutely perfect match to that thing in the painting it has nothing right? to do with which it. has nothing to do with it nothing at all he probably like, never saw it he, he's probably never seen it exactly <laughs> but we made like we we ignored so we we ignored the like how all this fits together and focused more on this one stupid little thing and then tried to force everything else together and i think the amphitheater i think the fountain of youth we try to force a lot yeah um the amphitheater we also try to force a lot um but i think the things that we don't try to force at the amphitheater like i think it fits the the broader picture a Mm -hmm. little better um i i really i I still like i've said it a, a couple of times now i still just i think we're looking at paintings wrong i think Ponce is sitting on a horse on top of a landmass planting a flag, which is in essence, the story of St. Augustine. And I don't know that it gets any deeper than that for me. Yeah. I don't know that we need to look for what, what, what shape do the shadows make or, you know, what the design of the flag matches (laughs) a river or what, you know what I'm saying? I I kind of know that from Boston, right? That's the one place where like JJP is like, Oh yeah. Well, yeah, there's a, It's kind it of spells thing. Boston right here. <laughs> and you're like, what? What? Yeah. You're it's like, it's funny that it doesn't go any deeper George. than that. It, it's like, funny oh, you yeah, said that, George, hair because kinda... what I was, um, what I, the next thing I was going to mention was I would love for somebody to put just, just the, just the, the little image of the dude on the horse in front of a kid, somebody in like fifth grade or lower and say, point out every little thing that you see in this. What, what hidden images do you see? Because the way this horse is painted and the way the sky is shaped, there's something there that we haven't found. There's no doubt. There is something well, there that we haven't found. All right. And I don't to know that what point, it is. 
to that point, if y'all don't mind me jumping over to, to New Orleans right quick, because I do. No, feel free. I, I actually go to New Orleans much more than I go to St. Augustine, but um, and it's not. I try to really kind of stay out of it because it's Travis's. You know, he's like my best friend, and that's Travis's thing. And I, God, I wish he find. I, I, I hope he finds it. I got to um, get him on a podcast at some point. You do. You do. I got to I got to I got to get him to drill down, but I got to get him on he's, a podcast. He's got a lot to say. Um yeah. but one of the things that there's a there's a couple of things and I'm not I'm not going to jump into his version of anything except for for one cuz this is obvious it's it's been out there before. But well t- t- two things. One one is part of the verse. And you know the the fact that if if you were to if you just say at the place where jewels abound and you know the first thing you would do if you were to pick up any city if you were to go into any city and be like how do i find anything the first thing you're going to do is grab a map right and the first thing i, I would notice is that going down this map when you're going down a list of streets is suddenly you've got opal and amber and turquoise and amethyst and you've got like oh wait a minute there's all the secrets from all the jewels from the secret are in this one place. And when you go to look at that on a map, it looks like the mask. It's it's up there by um by like Pontchartrain. And you're like, holy cow, like all the all of the places where the jewels are right here in this place, it looks like a mask. And then if you count yeah. down 15 rows, 15 streets, it leads you to the street that cuts across City Park, right? Well, one of the things when I was, so my daughter, we were going, my, my, uh, my oldest daughter was getting married, um, a couple years ago. And so my youngest, when we were going down there, I was like, Hey, I was like, you want to go take a look at this treasure hunt thing. Right. And, and, um, and she was like, Oh my God. Yeah. So she was like, let me see the painting. So she got the painting, you know, at the time she was, uh, you know, she was 10. And so I'm like, well, what do you see? What is, what is it in here that didn't make sense to you? And she's like, Oh, well, she's like, it looks like you've got like like fairy tale stuff going on here she says you've got the um you got like the three blind mice right because of the clock she says you have the cow jumped over the moon um because of the stars and i was like huh okay and i'm like yeah that makes sense and then she says um and then you've got uh you've got the little red riding hood right because you have the wolf with grandma's dress on right and i was like all right. And so we started looking for more stuff and I was like, well, you know, somebody mentioned that there's a spoon in here. Right. And I put the moon, she goes, yeah, well that goes with the cow jumped over the moon and the, you know, the plate and the spoon and whatnot. So, um, we started looking. And so part of the, the verse that's always gotten me was the part where it says phase admire gnomes delight. Right. So like, what do we know gnomes for? You know, like if you just mention gnome to any average person, you know, to me, they, they say like gardens, right? So in New Orleans, you have two places right next to each other. You have Storyland and you have, uh, you have the botanical gardens and they literally are like, they share the property. They're part of the same thing. You, when you go into the, like you can buy a ticket for Storyland or the botanical gardens at the same desk. So you have Faye's Delight, Gnomes Admire, right? Um, so I was going through some photos um, earlier um, this week. I was scanning a bunch of stuff. And as I was scanning all my photos, um, 
Oh shoot, I thought I drug some photos in here. I'm gonna be bummed out if I didn't. Actually, I can send these to George though. Um, so one, and I I know this has been posted before, but these are my these are my personal photos from 1993, around the time my me and my wife got married. So oh nice yeah, like you can't you can't deny that. You I mean, can't. come on, nice. you just can't do it. First of all, like that's at the top left hand. It it like the the boy from Lafayette Park. Eh. All right, I could kind of see it, but but that's perfect. I mean, that's exactly it, right? And it fits the sounds of friends, right? Because what that they're like talking, talking flowers. You're talking to one, and your friend at the other end can hear your voice. So the sounds of friends fill the afternoon hours. Like it, it makes perfect sense. Uh, let's see. I mean, me and my wife loved this park. We were there a lot, so. It's hard to see. Oh, let's see. There's an, there's another version of it. Well, first of all, here's here's this one too. This one's hard to this this one's hard to see as well. But there's our wolf, right? As, oh, creepy! From Little Red Riding Hood. God, that's creepy. So that that exists in there, <laughs> or did? I think does it still. I, I think that one still does. Um, so I got this like. I know they re they renovated the park in the early eighties. The one is 81, 82, somewhere around there. And I've got the, uh, I've got the, no, it was like 83 maybe when they renovated the park, but I've got the, um, the original diagram for, for the way the park was in like 78, 79. And I can't remember. I can't remember off the top of my head what all was there. There's your cow jumped over the moon. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that was on the ground. Isn't it like hanging up now? I don't know. I tried to go there. I, I had my dog with me last time. They wouldn't let her come in. Um, and oh. I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't get in there to go check. Um, there's also like uh, a place um, where you can do puppet shows, which makes me think of the mask, right? Or, either the mask is part of like where a jewels abound. Um, but there's also like the, they had like these sort of punch and Judy shows that they would show in here. I think that's still there. Yeah. Um, and it, another important thing about storyland back then is you'd have to pay to get in. It was open. There were no walls. There weren't fences or anything. Yeah. The only thing I remember that was, that was part of the renovation was they added ticketing and prices and fences. Peter Pan. Um, well, I can't do that. So yeah, Peter Pan. So the other, so there's several things. Like one, the clock could be related to Peter Pan, right? Because Captain Hook's afraid of the the clock. Um, or Cinderella. Or yeah, right, right. Or Cinderella. But I don't know that Cinderella exists in the park. I'm trying to just stay within remember. the things that I know exist. But yeah, you might be right. Um, the the wolf, obviously um the cow jumped over the moon um there was another one. Oh, so the there was one for peter pan uh, not peter pan um what i was thinking was pinocchio oh here it is um again sorry these aren't turned already but uh so to me so I, again my, my daughter pointed this out and I, I you know who knows what's true which not but this was just from her fifth grade perspective is that the um the handle 
look like it could be Pinocchio's nose. Oh, uh, yeah. the handle of the mask that they're holding. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so those are things. Whenever you you think about like breaking down the the you know the picture where you go, oh well, there's like you know because some you know for the longest time like people have been you know with both San Augustine and New Orleans like well there's nothing in the New Orleans that can be you know you can't look at that photo and say there's all the stuff there like you you know it's just there, it must be something you know all in the verse and the, the the picture doesn't really matter and you're like well if you knew where you were and you're in Storyland and you start breaking it down to you know you start breaking it down to like Peter Pan and the clock for either three blind mice or or peter pan you break it down to pinocchio's nose you break it down to the cow jumps over the moon you break it down to little red riding hood then the, the whole painting makes sense and it's all right there yeah but how do you explain the vectors oh yeah well <laughs> now you got the, it. now what you about got all me. the wolves Stephen? <laughs> what about the wolves man there's well, a lot of wolves I'm not going to tell you. I'm, I'm not going to tell you where this is because this is Travis's. Uh, this is part of Travis's solve or one of his past solves. But I will say that Travis had the most perfect solve ever. That where he there not only first of all there's the wolf at Storyland, but the place where he was digging had a wolf there, and it was like hidden off in a corner, almost like as if it was watching you. Oh God. Uh, where you were digging and we, I, we literally bear when we, when we covered it all back up, we buried parts of the book in there. Cause I was like, if it's not here, I want something from the secret to be here. <laughs> Cause it was so, it was oh, so wow. perfect. So yeah. you like to, uh, to actually tore out like a page of the book and put it there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so part That's of the crazy. secret does exist in that place now. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Steven, this was this was amazing, man. I really yeah. appreciate you going. That's some really, really good stuff. And now yeah. I'm scared of Storyland. <laughs> I'm afraid of wolves. Um, and for a guy that, you know, for me, I don't know much about St. Augustine or the St. Augustine puzzle very much. And whenever I hear about it, it's Fountain of Youth. Um, so this was really like not only interesting, but enlightening. And it's nice to see uh, that you're in a different place and that that place is so compelling, but not only that, um, that is a lot of interesting stuff and it looks like you've done yeah. a lot of, of work too. So kudos to you. I think that, um, that's, it's, it was fascinating. Appreciate it. I said, that's the kind of stuff I like to see somebody have when they come, come to me with information. They're like, I have this really great idea and I want to share it with you. And 90% of the time, if not more, it's just some wild, um, this could relate to this because a third chapter of this book and the fifth yeah. cousin of this guy was named right. and your everything that you gave us for the most part is super it, concrete. It's, it's simple too. I mean, it's not, I, or yeah. it's super confirmation bias. <laughs> no, I like it. <laughs> you could say that, but I mean, you know, that's just cause you're in the weeds with it. But like for a lay person like me, you know, thinking about this, yeah. I, I followed you precisely through everything. It all lines up and makes sense to me um and and it's and like bradley said that's pretty rare because i do get a lot of um you know uh solves that aren't like that uh like he mentioned as all of us do yeah. so uh if i i thought i thought you did a good job that's great yeah thank you for coming on 